Hi there, and welcome to the Women on Amazon podcast. My name is Regina Peterbergsky, and I am your host. As an Amazon FBA seller and coach, I'm in the trenches daily supporting my family by building Amazon brands. Here, you'll be hearing the journeys of some amazing women who have changed their lives through Amazon and e-commerce, as well as strategies and tips on how you too can create a better future for yourself and your loved ones. And welcome back. I'm here today and absolutely thrilled to be talking with Egla Radek. How are you, Egla? Hello. <laughs> I'm very welcome, good. Welcome. I'm very good. I'm taking, enjoying the last days of summer here in North Europe. <laughs> so that was my first question. Where exactly are you calling in from? <laughs> well, if you guys know where North Europe is, then you're, this is close enough because I'm from a very small country called Estonia. It's mainly like what we do here is we program a lot. <laughs> Because the weather is like 90% is rainy and foggy, almost like London. So yeah, uh, a very, really, really small country, 1.3 million people only. Oh, wow. Okay. So much smaller than I thought. I actually have been to Estonia many years ago, um, wow. but uh, <laughs> just I was doing a cruise of the Scandinavian and of Scandinavia and Estonia was one of the countries that, that we we stopped in so yeah oh, the old town is great yeah, it really beautiful. is mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful so you in the capital city uh, yes, right now I am, but I actually grew up in a really, really tiny uh, village. Like I think there was less than 100 people over there. And I think this is one of my starting point as an entrepreneur, because I always knew there has to be something else in life <laughs> than just watching, you know, grass grow. <laughs> yeah. Now, we also have something else in common. We were both born in the, 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 what was the Soviet Union at the time. Um, wow. What, which country you were born? Oh, I was born in Kiev in the Ukraine. Oh, and wow. uh, my, yes. we left when I was seven, so I didn't actually grow up uh, in that uh, um, place. Uh, however, you know, having parents that that did, it sort of seeps into your blood the uh, that Soviet uh, thinking, I guess. So, yeah, I know. Maybe this is like. Another uh, like uh, spring that really gets you going is that in Soviet time, you know, the entrepreneurship really is not encouraged, and kind of you, you kind of feel like you also don't want to feel be like everybody else. So you need to create unique ways how to make yourself happy in in Soviet times. Yeah, you have to take it on your own hands because this is like zero encouragement on this department. So how how old were you when when Estonia left the Soviet Union? Um, I was about 10 years old. Okay, so, so, so I you, know you, times where you take these little papers and you go to the store to buy sausage and cheese, you know, because everything was out. There was nothing to buy. Everybody was wearing the same kind of clothing because this is what was in the season, mm-hmm. uh, because that was what was manufactured. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I remember those times. It's and so you contrast. pretty much, you, you lived through the change. That would have been a very uh, interesting time to, to, to change from the Soviet system to a market-style economy, right? That's actually get you thinking because my dad actually went to stand against the tanks uh, attacking from a Soviet Union when we became free. And at this time, I couldn't realize how how crazy thing it is that my dad actually went to this human line of defense. And luckily, they didn't start bombing. Uh, but 
uh, I, it just gets me thinking of how how lucky we are to be living in this time and also how lucky we are that, you know, Bezos opened its door to ask third-party sellers to just take mm-hmm. our businesses global. So there is just so much to be thankful of. So let's uh, circle back to Amazon. How long have you actually been uh, been selling on Amazon? What was your, how did you start? Um, I've been in this business more than three years now. Uh, by this time, uh, you know, coming to this day, we already have a team of four. And actually, I feel like I don't really want to grow this team uh, so much longer. What I want to do is kind of circulate um, launching brands and selling them. So we are at the middle of uh, hoping to sell in next um I don't know, maybe 10 months or so. Mm -hmm. And it is a very interesting time because you kind of need to catch the um, right moment to sell, but you don't know when the right moment is. So you're just trying to do your best and develop the portfolio so the next owner would have plenty full of options as well to go. And this is the life we're living right now. But um, yeah, Emo4, I love it. It's small, it's manageable. We are all friends. We just had a wonderful dinner yesterday. And uh, I know people who are doing it big, they're going like 20 plus people. But for me, you know, I have a very strong corporate background and uh, I, I think starting from 10 people, it gets a little bit out of hand oh, because it's, it's starting to be in the middle. a different type of business, doesn't it? Yes, um, yes. So, so that, that leads me to my next question. What business experience did you have before you started uh, on Amazon? Well, I actually had many prior businesses and I wouldn't call them like failures. This is not the correct word. I would rather like different classes I took. So learning experiences, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I took a class offline Mm -hmm. university, how to do Mm -hmm. kids furniture, how to do vending machines, how to be a digital marketer, how to have interior design business and also to do some merch. So all of those kind of felt like I don't want to take those any further because Mm -hmm. Um, this or that way, you know, some kind of con- constraints uh, came haunting me. Either it was like I have to set up like a real production because I just, we couldn't do that by hand anymore or like with digital marketing or interior architecture company. I felt like I will always be the bottleneck because everybody wants to, uh, you know, run the ideas through the manager. So I just, as much as I love those businesses. I just knew that I I cannot be the bottleneck. I don't want to be the bottleneck. So I had to teach those business ideas before I found Amazon. Okay. And so you're saying it's about three years or so ago when you first saw the opportunity. Uh, Why did you decide to, to take the plunge with Amazon? What was going on in your life at the time that you felt that this was the right time for you? Well, I was actually living in Asia at this time. Uh, okay. With yes, and I met this assistant uh, woman, and she was selling like all sorts of candy in Amazon. I was just thinking, oh my god, how crazy is that? Like wow. she is an assistant and she's selling candy in Amazon, and she's doing like multiple thousands, and which it's skew for me. At this time, it just felt like enormous amount of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was just selling somebody else's candy. Oh, so she was, she was so, wholesaling, right? She was wholesaling, not, not doing private label. Yeah. Uh, she was doing both. She was okay. doing both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then I was thinking, okay, how hard can it be? Because she's like an assistant. And, you know, right. I'm like this. I've been doing managerial yeah. <laughs> roles and marketing and I'm mm-hmm. all this buffed up. Yeah. And then I'm just thinking, oh, yes, I love it. It's complicated. Just give it to me. I love puzzles. Puzzles is my life. Mm-hmm. And when I challenge, 
jumped in, I was just thinking, oh my God, what an assistant that was because Amazon is complicated. It's crazy. It just drives me nuts. I was just learning four months <laughs> <laughs> alongside just trying to find products and, you know, just get something on the market. So that was a heck of an assistant doing that, I would say. Uh, a really, really brave woman. She was actually a woman that inspired me to go to Amazon. But I love Amazon and, and I've, I get, uh, uh, you know, my wows with Amazon just because it always ex, uh, expands. It always gives me more opportunities to learn. And that has always been a problem in my corporate mm-hmm. uh, era that, you know, I, I only keep a job for like uh, maybe a year because it just gets boring. But, you know, this never happens with Amazon. <laughs> That's true. There's, there's always something. So did you do a training course or did you just, you know, figure things out your own way? How did you learn? How did you start? There were there were a few courses available at this time. I did some of them. I found some amazing uh, mentors, and I I also took a course that set me back about twenty thousand dollars just oh, because wow. I made some mistakes uh, following this advice. But you know, it's it's never hundred percent on the course. It's also because you're a be- beginner and you don't really know what you're doing. So I've had some downfalls on my journey for sure. Um, at the same time, you know, um, what I've grown to learn is that some of the most genius guys out here um, doing Amazon and also consultancy and, and I don't know, content and Amazon, uh, they're not that loud. You know, the louder yeah. the person is, the... Mm, I would say you, you have to be careful with it because so many of people are trying to sell you the dream of Lamborghini. Oh, and yes. And oh, yes. I love the, the, the Lambo gurus. Yes. Oh, yes. We all know. I'm keeping a small community of uh, Estonian students here in Estonia. And I just wrote recently, I just wrote them an article that, you know, learn from these guys, but just be careful. And I just have a small <laughs> list over there with the most Lambo flashing exactly. <laughs> activities. Exactly. Those of us know that if, uh, if we're successful on Amazon, our money is sitting in warehouses, not in our oh, garages, yeah. right? You want to know, you want to know how much my car cost it's like five thousand euros yeah, it just doesn't cost more <laughs> that, that's it you know if you're growing your business your, your money's sitting in inventory not not in not in your lambo um, oh yes and you know this is how it goes you know almost like warren buffett you know you just make money work yeah. uh, uh my company you know it's not only mine it's team of four it's not only my effort Mm-hmm. Uh, we are doing in between three, uh, three to four million a year, and uh, we are extremely, extremely modest in spending money. So yeah. I would Love just it. be very careful. Like people telling you to go for the big lifestyle, I think you know lifestyle is great in Amazon, but I would be careful in lifestyle business because lifestyle business um, by default doesn't require too much work. At the same time, we know competition is coming on as well. So I want everybody to just think a little bit. If if, if you want to put in like two hours of work a day uh, or a week, some people want to do that. It could be possible, but then you don't develop anymore and you know competition can just come and take your place it could be possible but it maybe it's possible for a couple of years only not forever and, and, and look you know for some people that they're, they're happy with that you know that that that's yes that's the point is um so tell us about your journey so far so um oh yeah um, full of ups and downs in the last three years so talk me through yeah it. 
I would I would say that uh, you know do really hoping to make four millions this year, but this is not you know overnight success in Amazon is is not there. Uh, if, if people are doing overnight success, they are going to learn their lessons later in the journey. They're gonna have failing products later in the journey. Like I see that amongst my colleagues uh, even. And uh, when I started uh, back in 2017, I knew that I had to launch many products. So I went to baby category, which is a mistake, I think, um, at least right now, because there's just so many like uh, stay-at-home moms and you know maternity leave uh, uh, business streamers that are just throwing money on Amazon. And because they have babies, it's easy to start on babies. So I yes, failed on babies. I, well, look, I when, I had a, when I had a baby, I started a baby clothes when website exactly <laughs> exactly that's what i'm telling about like all these women and women are amazing in creating businesses but come on women we cannot just do all babies let's just do something else too <laughs> anyway i failed on babies mm-hmm. um i did sell uh baby uh crib sheets and the bandana drooling peeps mm-hmm. But the competition was just so crazy and uh, I just couldn't stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I launched some other products. Actually, two of them are still surviving. So out of four products I launched at the beginning, uh, two of them are, are doing great. And one of those um, uh, is actually what I thought was a 15,000 monthly revenue product has actually grown the company to be multiple seven-figure company now. So I can later talk about this strategy. I just did I'm, I'm most proud of, uh, you know, doing that with this, just with this one product. But I've been also testing like uh, foldable balance beams in sports category. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. oh yeah. And the experience from that is... Um, that it was oversized, even though it was foldable. Uh, it was for small girls practicing gymnastics at home. Uh, you know, oversized stock always seemed to not end up in California. I just always ended up in some like in, inland um, warehouses and I could never get the shipping right. So basically I failed because I could never get the shipping right. Just Amazon yeah, just did. didn't give me the Californian storage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went a little bit crazy. Maybe, you know, that's the part of Amazon selling journey when you get a little bit cocky. Um, I went to Indonesia to source lots of different like handmade products. Right. Um, and <laughs> I sold an apartment before that just to have money to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was the $20,000 or even euro uh, failure, you know, because just too many products to launch. We had like 25 different SKUs plus the variations. And, you know, by the time those things get in stock and they're inbounding, you don't even have pictures. You don't even have their keyword research done because it's just way too many <laughs> too skews. And you're just yeah. you're just sitting there and just holding your head and thinking, oh my God, how is this work going to get done? Because at this point, you don't have money either mm-hmm. because none of those are creating revenue yet. So mm-hmm. definitely do not launch 20 SKUs at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you say you're, so, yeah. you're so, hoping I to mean, do... $4 million this year. So how many SKUs, uh, that's a question that I always get asked, how many SKUs are you currently, uh, do you currently have? Hello? Well, we have about uh, four or five main parents plus all the variations. So it's about 15, 15 SKUs at this point. But we keep launching a couple of new products. Even if we are hoping to exit, we're still launching new products just for the new owner to have something to grow as well. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And so obviously in that three years, uh, you've touched on some of them already, but what are the major lessons you've learned so far? Well, um, maybe, you know, because this is women on Amazon <laughs> show, <laughs> uh, I would firstly say for women that women, come on, think about your mental bandwidth. This is something that my brother talked me through, talked me through about it women just need to take care of their mental bandwidth. We have kids coming after us. We have all the house chores. We have all the, you know, the calls we need to return. We have all the errands to run. And what I've learned throughout my journey is that a clean house has never created a business. Uh, A messy house (laughs) creates a business. (laughs) I'm hearing you on that one, sister. (laughs) Why do you think I, I have a, funny. a digital background on my Skype here, on my Zoom <laughs> And that is a very smart thing. <laughs> we should do that all. <laughs> the funny thing is that, you know, the way women um, relieve stress is uh, when we had a busy day, we're coming home, we want to have everything beautiful and you know, clean and set up so we can just sit down and relax. And we don't realize that making the house clean and relaxable uh, just takes us, I don't know, three hours and we need to feed the kids in the same time and also attend the husband and, you know, do all those things. And by the time we're finished, we don't care about if the house is clean. We just, just so tired. We go to bed and we don't really allow ourselves enough time to have downtime. And here I'd, I'd like to notice how your husbands are working. They come home and their mind is like telling them, okay, sit down, do nothing, you know, read newspaper, watch TV, or just hang around, you know. We have to adopt this mindset. Really, we have to. And this is a conscious um, effort to do that because biologically we just kind of, you know, if we are stressed and, and, out, and we social, just take it out. And social programming as well is, is one of the other, yes. is, is one of the yes. other things is as, as so. women, uh, you know, we're, we're programmed in a certain way uh, to, yeah. to think. Um, and I'm with you. I, I very much reject that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway is really if a woman wants to create a business is a mental bandwidth, we have to protect our mental bandwidth. And also maybe a takeaway is that if you want to create a business and I'm talking about myself, you know, I was one of those people who was a conference junkie, a book junkie, uh, a coaching junkie. I was just consuming all those things and I never really took a step because I was thinking, ah, okay. yeah, I'm just having these babies and I'm building this house and I'm doing this corporate career, um, ladder climbing activities. And uh, I just don't have time to do all this. At the same time, I want to do this and the clock is ticking and I'm getting older and I see my friends doing this and that and failing and not failing. And um, the thing is that the first test of an entrepreneur is a not to get discouraged when you don't have resources. Um, entrepreneur needs to create resources. We need to create resources. And the first test is to create resources where there's no resources. You don't have money. You don't have time. You don't have knowledge. So you, the first thing is just to create those things. And then you can go go ahead and create a business, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so what, accomplish, what accomplishments are you most proud of so far? Do you have like a, a- best sales day ever or was there something that that you can look back over the last three years and go wow that made me feel amazing in this business 
Well, um, what I'm most proud of is the approach we took. I saw so many of my colleagues going in on Amazon at the early days. They're just launching so many products. I knew I had to launch many products. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows that until you find your winning products. But they kept launching different products in different niches. And then they ended up with a portfolio of 10 SKUs and one being like, I don't know, a cooking oil and then like a a shoe cleaner and then a carpet, I don't know, um, Velcro that keeps it on the floor. And you just have a mess going around. Um, What we did is actually when we found a winning product, it was this 15,000 monthly revenue product. It was actually nothing. And uh, then we just started to make different variations out of it, you know. And while you do it, Amazon grows, e-commerce grows, and the growth rate is pretty good. And even right now, I mean, right now is like crazy high. And um, we started to take this concept of success, the winning concept, mm-hmm. to different marketplaces. And now we're basically almost finishing up this year with Singapore, um, uh, Saudi Arabia, Japan, all those smaller marketplaces, because we have covered already all the bigger ones, even Australia. So, and we're doing really good in Australia. Uh, If we could just get the products shipped to Australia, which is a struggle right now. (laughs) So, yes, it's difficult to get anything into into Australia at the moment. We have no plans. So I'm just most, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm most proud of just uh, focusing and uh, not going crazy on just managing hundred SKUs and uh, because you need to, you need to become a professional on whatever you do. I try to sell like garbage bags in throughout my journey. And, and at this point I realized that even selling garbage bags, just, you just, you need to deep dive so badly into them thickness of the plastic into the tire meter into the you know how tall the bag is if this is to carry rocks or this is to carry yeah. uh dry Paper. leaves or, or something it's, yes 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 it's just getting so crazy so don't make yourself crazy just stay <laughs> to your winning product and just take it globally and this is so much easier you're working with the same suppliers this is what nice. i really like oh, yeah that, that, that's really good advice uh, what mentors if any have you had along the way uh sorry uh, what, what what mentors mentors coaches um yeah uh well i i haven't taken any amazon mentorship what i actually did is i turned that around uh at the time when i didn't have money uh i was start you know i was in amazon about 10 months or something i learned already enough i launched my first first four products which had failures and had successes i already got some knowledge so i started to teach people myself for free because i realized that when i teach something to somebody i just learn so much faster yeah. because if i mm-hmm say the words out, I kind of notice how new ideas spark into my head. And I was kind of mentoring other people and I was just thinking on myself, oh my God, like, that's a smart idea. I should do that. Like, why haven't I done that in my own business? <laughs> but this only is possible when you have a discussion, when the ideas are out there. So, oh my God, my mic just dropped. It's <laughs> okay. I can still hear you. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I turned that table around just to learn faster, but I've, yeah, what I've learned is that the, the most genius guys are not the loudest find the ones which are not too loud, but mm-hmm. you know, they're just like yeah. amazing people. Like one person I really, really highly admire is Trian Turku from Romania. Yep. Uh, Trian and he's amazing. excellent. Yes. He's yeah, amazing. He's, he's, and he's not like, you know, He's never with a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. So um, there's so many different tools out there at the moment. 
So what uh, tools do you currently use that you find really useful in your business? Yeah, uh, I think we tend to use as Amazon sellers pretty much the same tools like Helium 10 and stuff. So, I mean, those this is like a hygiene thing. Uh, what I've discovered for myself is uh, definitely when you have a team, even if you just have a one VA, you know, you definitely want to have a project management system. We have it in Asana and we have it like thrown out on a timeline. So it's really easy to see who is doing what and how long they predict that is going to take. So you can actually plan your listing creations and video ad creations because you see that, you know, the marketing person, she's just so busy. She just cannot do it this week. Mm-hmm. She, she can do it in three weeks. So mm-hmm. this is a, a enormous help. But, but it's something I've created for myself, which I haven't found from anywhere is that, you know, as an Amazon entrepreneur, um, some failures happen when you don't have a big picture in front of your eyes. And I just went to canva.com and I just created a background desktop planner, which has a yearly plan Mm -hmm. from one quarter to another quarter uh, broken down to months. And then the last piece is a week. So I would just know, I would just know what's going on in my business and where do I want to go. Then I can goal setting, a goal setting. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of feel like like whoever doesn't have that yet, like a yearly plan or something broken down at least to quarters, that should be a must. Otherwise you just, you just, because it just, everything just takes so much time. Like if you want to launch six products in, in a coming year, like how are you going to do this? Is it going to be one product a month or, you know, two products a month or, you know, what is your tempo about it? And this just helps to get clarity and clarity is super important in a messy world of e-commerce. <laughs> okay. So, so coming to launching and ranking, this is sort of uh, one of those the, the key pillars of our business is, uh, you know, you can't just necessarily find a product, stick it on Amazon and then cross your fingers and, and hope that it sells. Uh, you know, I've always um, followed advice where, you know, you really got to launch your product the same as you would a in a proper business. So what do you currently do that you find works for launching and ranking your products? Well, what what I want, because our portfolio is really coherent, mm-hmm. uh, we are using a lot of piggybacking launch te- mm-hmm. techniques. Yeah. We have this one listing that is doing extremely well and uh, all the variations we bring to the market, they are pretty much the same thing, the same function, just a little bit different design or color or accessories or something. So we are trying to piggyback those, like adding those as childs to the mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. just to get the extra visibility. But we don't keep those ch- children there forever because what we eventually want to create is the dominance of the first page with our listings and we have found that when you separate children from parents when the children have grown up that means that the velocity is high enough Mm -hmm. uh, to be separately on the first page we just let them go (laughs) we just kick them out the house (laughs) so this is this is what we do and this is very simple and it has working really greatly for us and another thing is that uh, if you're kind of thinking that which smaller marketplace you want to go to, um, it is uh, definitely easier to go to a marketplace where Amazon is already selling your product because the listing is already there. Some kind of basic indexing and ranking is already there. We have this experience. If I compare Holland and Australia, in Australia, we were sold by Amazon already like a year with like extremely high price. And in Holland, we did not have any listings because this is a new marketplace. So 
basically you are comparing instant success because you're already visible. Uh, that means Australia to like about 90 days of uh, kind of stagnant situation that even you cannot even start campaigns, you know, they don't just they don't go on. You, you put the money there and the campaign isn't, doesn't even start because the indexing is not finished and stuff like that. So it could take up to 90 days in a completely new marketplace. So I would just suggest if you have a choice, uh, take the listings that are already created uh, so, by Amazon and it's easier. So so just, just to clarify the, the strategy here. So if you've got a product that's selling, let's say, in America, and mm-hmm. uh, what Amazon, and we've discussed this on the podcast before with, with other, and in fact, with Amazon Australia. So Amazon Australia will sell it here uh, mm-hmm. from the US listing as an international listing. And so your strategy mm-hmm. is to then uh, take over that listing and send product into FBA here in Australia, correct? Yes, but Amazon is not selling your products in all the marketplaces. So go ahead and find, you know, where is it sold by Amazon? Because it could be sold by anybody. And actually that could also work. But in most marketplaces, Amazon is not selling your product. And it is so much harder to start brand new when you don't have any indexing, any like um, prior history. (laughs) And it is just super easy when you do have that. Yeah, and I also I love that, uh, and, and in fact, it's something that I've also done uh, and forgotten that I've done it. So thank you for reminding me. Is launching a new product as children, and mm-hmm. then uh, that gives them visibility and reviews, and then um, spinning them off uh, in their own individual listings. Is that I I used to do this when we used to have shared reviews, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but that it don't have shared reviews. But again, if it's a variation, then it's likely to get the visibility if it's a variation of a, a good selling product. So that's a, an excellent strategy. Uh, so thank you. That's n- none of my previous guests have mentioned that one. So um, I think, so yeah, I, I think what happens in, in Amazon, you know, e-commerce, it could be really, really complicated, but we could forget about all the easy the, things. The and easy sometimes things, easy things yeah. are the most genius things. And we just think that, oh, I have to go to like many chat and I have to, you know, make all these Google ads and Google shopping and stuff like yes, that, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just start with the easy things. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Um, and so do you also like sell on other platforms like Shopify, eBay, uh, or do you, are you only on Amazon? Well, I, it just took me like four weeks to get eBay listing going because eBay had like internal error and the new sellers could not create new listings. Can you believe that? I mean, com- no. in competition with uh, <laughs> Walmart and, and Amazon, I mean, how is that possible that eBay is not allowing um, creation of new listings by new sellers? But now it's fixed. I have a listing in eBay, but I'm just starting out. So that's the first okay. outside of and Amazon. What, and what about Walmart? Are you, are you, are you selling on Walmart? No, not yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you were saying, so you, you're selling in some quite obscure um, marketplaces. Um, did you say you've started in Singapore? Uh, going to Singapore, uh, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia was like super funny to register. You have to register VAT over there, but you have to kind of copy all the in- English information, also do Arabic language, Arabic. but you have no idea about these letters, you know, and this comes Ooh. from right to left as well. So, <laughs> so like you, need all your have, name. you need to have somebody uh, do that for you, right? You really need a native well, speaker, yeah? No, I was just like Googling how can I transcribe the English names to Arabic letters and I just kind of hope that everything is okay I don't know like if okay. eventually it comes out like my company's name like a chicken farm incorporated maybe it is. <laughs> but 
Well, at we'll least I tried. <laughs> okay, well, rep- report back and see and see how it goes. Is Saudi Arabia yeah. launched or is it going to launch? It's going to launch. It should be pretty interesting. Uh, uh, but it, you, you can do that when you have an American company. You cannot do it with a European company. Right. Uh, so you, you um, I don't know if you can interest. do that. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that with Australian companies. So it I, has I some requirements. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I might need to get an accountant to talk about that. So how has your life changed uh, since you started this business? Well, I think the classical journey of entrepreneurship is like you want to take some stresses out of your life and you jump in and you create more stresses, Uh, (laughs) no time, (laughs) increasing body weight because you're sitting down like Uh 14 hours a day and stuff like that. So you're getting yourself in a really bad situation. (laughs) But yeah, eventually I just wanted to get some money uh, situation sorted out and take some stress off the table. Uh, But actually what I realized right now is that entrepreneurship is a huge platform for self-development and growth that I I just enjoy and you know whatever comes to my way like right now our biggest European marketplace Germany is suspended because uh, we went over the threshold of 100,000 euros per year too fast and we couldn't register the VAT uh, fast enough Um, Mm -hmm. and this was generating so much revenue for us like almost half of the European revenue you know whatever life brings your way I just take this okay how can I learn from this Uh, what is what is that that if I solve this and my competition is not solving this and you know they just think okay I'm just going to sell in UK and France and Spain you know Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to take all the um, tips from the table because they just think it's too hard it's just actually you just need to learn and just take time and just breathe in and breathe out and just you know jump into creating listings in arabic i don't know like you do whatever you have to do (laughs) so what do you think is your superpower yeah, my superpower definitely is that every problem is an opportunity. This this must be a superpower because that really enables you to create Amazon business easily. And easily is a tricky word because Amazon business is not easy. It is a business like anything else. It's super competitive, but I really don't see a reason why anybody should fail or could fail if they're willing to just learn from any bucket they step into um, and they just keep going and they learn. You cannot make the same mistakes two or three times or four times. You know, you're going to stop doing those mistakes and then you're going to start succeeding you are going to find a product that is going to hit the home run and you are going to find a supplier who is actually going to be able to keep the terms and, uh, um, but the mindset really that every problem is an opportunity, that's what makes Amazon business creation easy. Otherwise, I don't, you know, Amazon is not for weak in mind, but this <laughs> mindset makes it possible to have this business um, also as a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so what's next for you in the business? Well, um, I should be like, my team is expecting me right now to figure out the next brand that we're going to launch after exiting this, uh, the current one. Um, so they're looking at me every day with like huge eyes and just asking me what it's going to be, what it's going to be. So I'm just looking at the ceiling and thinking what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> so do you have your brand currently on the market? Uh, soon, very soon. 
Yeah, we are actually using a consultancy company just to look over the financials. And what uh, one thing that I want to maybe suggest to other business owners out there is that it could be a good idea to go through an exit, the first exit with the consultancy company next to you at first time. Because if you're going to keep turning the wheels and repeating the same thing, then you already know from the day one what you need to do right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it is so much easier and faster to turn this uh, wheel of profits. So why not to just take, this is almost like acquiring a master's degree because it is a lot of work and learning as well, but it just enables faster growth for the future. So why not to do that? You're not leaving like money on the table. Like even if I spend like over $100,000 for this consultancy for a year, you know, they are going to help me to increase the multiple for the uh, exit uh, and the exit price way more than that. Mm. Okay. And so if you had um, just one piece of advice for somebody who's starting out, what would that be? Uh, Well, the thing is that I think life is about contrasts. there is so there are many many dreamers out there i used to be a dreamer but i would m- maybe kind of if i had a conversation with somebody who want, who wants to start out i would kind of try to dive into what is their contrasting experience on what do they want to achieve in life because that really defines if you are going to learn from all the failures mistakes and catastrophic situations you could call you put yourself like you know you like I had like I sold my apartment and I lost 20,000 euros like that's not an okay situation to be in no, that's, that's, that's a pretty big risk isn't it that is a big pretty big risk but you you go over those when you have a contrasting feeling like you've been feeling like yeah like I was I did not have enough resources when I was a kid I really want to have better future for my kids I really don't want to worry about money or like I want to achieve something great in my life I want to have freedom to do what I want like is this contrast in your life big enough if this contrast is not big life big big enough then I think you are better off incorporate uh, and this is true in any entrepreneurship story you your, your, your why needs to be strong enough. And if it is not strong enough, you can create it to be strong enough, but you have to be aware of it because otherwise you are going to be giving up on the first problem that comes on your way. But just like five minutes ago, you know, my biggest, basically my biggest point uh, of success is that every problem is an opportunity and you have to carry on even 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 though you have problems and problems problems are the way um stress free life is not the entrepreneurship life so you kind of have to turn your life around your life is not about relaxing and travels and stuff about but you have to kind of learn uh, teach yourself how to enjoy solving problems and you want to solve the problems and if you make this fun for yourself then success is inevitable Beautiful. What a great way to finish off. So thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure and a joy to, to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm also like hoping to... 
um, I don't know, inspire and invite more women to just try business and try Amazon. So anybody who wants to follow my story can just find me from Instagram under Eglerotic. So I don't sell any courses. I don't monetize <laughs> that. I'm just sharing my story over Perfect. there. So and if we'll, you're interested. We'll, we'll, link, we'll link to all of your socials uh, in the show notes yeah. and below this video if you're watching it on YouTube. So um, terrific. Thanks so much. And um, Mm -hmm. maybe when the skies open up again, we can meet somewhere along the way. I would love to do that. Whenever the planes go to Australia, I definitely because, you know, the Australian community is amazingly strong and I admire uh, you guys' um, energy and, um, I don't know, support to each other so much that I'm definitely going to be there in next 12 months for sure, whenever the planes allow (laughs) that to happen. Perfect. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed listening to my chat with Egla uh, as much as I enjoyed having it. Uh, my hat's off absolutely to someone who initially failed, although of course she doesn't like to use the word failed. She did her first training course a little bit over three years ago and lost quite a lot of money following advice. So it just goes to show be a little bit careful uh, who you follow, but she didn't give up. And so after three years now, she's uh, doing close to $4 million in sales this year, which is an outstanding effort. So absolutely inspiring, inspiring story. The show notes for this episode are at womenonamazon.com slash 39. Uh, There's a couple of links and I hope you're as inspired as I am to, to move forward. Now, you may have uh, listened to some previous episodes that I did with uh, Chris Thomas and uh, Trent uh, Trent Dersmit uh, a couple of months ago, where in both of those uh, conversations, we talked about uh, another way of making money on Amazon, which is not private label, and that is uh, using other people's uh, products and, and others' brands and selling them, um, not hijacking, but actually buying other people's brands, uh, branded product and selling them on Amazon. So there is an an awesome training program that will take people through how to do that. It's called the Wholesale Formula. It's not a program that's available to buy all of the time. Um, And a little birdie told me that uh, they're going to be opening their doors again in a few weeks time. If it's something that you're interested in, taking a look at a different way to use Amazon as a platform to make money without having to invest quite so heavily in private label products, then you might want to check that out. Um, In the show notes, there's a link for you to sign up to the waitlist for when it becomes available. So that's uh, womenonamazon.com backslash 39 for all the links. And of course, once again, I'll remind you, if you haven't yet, come and join us in the Facebook group. I uh, look forward to chatting with you next time. Oh, and again, I must uh, just apologize. I'm still figuring out uh, my new microphone here. So I have to say with this particular episode, I wasn't as happy with the sound quality because I am also recording these uh, on video. So if you'd like to watch video, you can find this episode on the YouTube channel for Women on Amazon uh, and you can see both uh, Egler and I chatting. So as part of that I, I changed my audio recording settings so I'm still playing around with it so thank you for your patience uh, in uh, that um, quality is not as great as I'd like it. Hopefully 
I can figure it out and, and get it better for next time. Anyway, um, come join us in the Facebook group and check out the show notes in uh, backslash 39 women on Amazon.com. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and were able to pick up at least one nugget that you can put into action straight away. Please subscribe to and rate this podcast and remember to check out the website womenonamazon.com to get all the information on today's guests as well as links and discount codes to any products or services mentioned. And remember, don't wait for perfect. Get started now.